This is an ABC podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, day traders going short, hairdressers to the world of football and garbos on the recycle run. Australian football codes have guided this great nation through its darkest hour. But now, with soul in the shorts, feeling in the feet and joy in the jumper, it's time to bump, it's time to thump, it's time to bludge. Footy mad Aussies, pull them up and pack them down for another blast of bludging on the blind side. With the master of midfield mayhem, rampaging Roy Slaven, and the man who never lets them get away, H.G. Nielsen. Hook another lucky trout, H.G. Yes, uh, TF Much, Orca Submariner, Cedric Espen, Sump, AO, torching the blindside blue paper once again. Yes, it's the sound of the Sumpster, the cheery sound of the Sumpster, camped in the bludging on the blindside soundproof booth here at ABC Grandstand HQ. What a day. What a day. Can I just point out, there was a slight mistake in some users that the Matildas were playing tonight. They're not. It's 5pm Eastern. I just stand correct because a lot of people will be going, thinking I can have a dinner, maybe get some uh, takeaway, you know, charcoal Charlie, that sort of stuff, and some chips with some chicken and stuff like that, and then wander down. You can't. It'll be over by the time you get there if you do that. Five o'clock is the big one. That's the semi. No, it's not. It's the quarter. The semi will be on later. Now, uh, Australia, welcome to Bludging on the Blind Side. H.C. Nelson opening the dig for another set of seven. What a week. What an incredible week. A week when too much sport is barely enough. And I don't say that often enough, you know. Monday I could have said it quite easily. Tuesday I could have said it quite easily. Well, I waited until Saturday in the middle of the day. Now, so much excitement, unbelievable excitement, unprecedented excitement. All the big issues hit the fan when the long fuse found the dynamite in the back of the esky and blew the doors off the shearing shed sky high. Now, they dropped into an orbit around Lake George. Funny, funny, very funny. People thought they were... Uh, you know, drones. They weren't. They were sh- doors off a shearing shed. Now, first cab off the rank is the stunning news that war the war is over. That's right. This is hard to imagine. I'm not talking about international f- fixtures in the war caper, but peace has broken out. After 21 months camped around the card table, smoking the peace pipe in the sheds, the NRL and the Players Association have finally agreed to terms. I mean, it's uh, sort of a bit hard to know exactly what they've agreed to, but they're terms and they're, everybody's happy. This means the shorts are up. The bands are off and Australia will once again be able to hear the thoughts of the stars of the game. Greats like Napa. And I only discovered this week that he uh, had been out of the game for a while and thought maybe I'd like to have another run round with the Roosters. So he banged on Coach Robinson's door and Robbo said, come on in, are you fit? And Dylan said, yeah. I've been keeping in training just on the off chance you need me. And Robinson said, yes, I do. Anyway, Napa, it'll be great to hear what he's... Colin Tangy, be great. Clemmer! I've been missing Clemmer and Frizzell. They're my first, they're my top four I want to hear from. What have you been doing? What have you been up to? How's the season going? You know, anticipation of the last couple of rounds and the finals. What are you thinking? Those sort of things. They have so much to say and so many, there's so many great shows now that they could feature a contribute, that could feature a contribution from them. And I'm not talking about Iron the Storm and Hames show, but hundreds of others. Now, congratulations to everyone who nailed the planks of the 2023 peace deal into place. Our thoughts are with you and especially your families, because for 21 months, these people have not seen their families. They've only seen bits of paper shoved in front of them by the man of the pitiful under. Now, a Nobel Peace Prize looms and the players apparently are $1.347 billion better off. 
It's an absolute bonanza, this uh, deal that they've done. Top secret documents seen by everyone here at the Bludge uh, had confirmed that the, uh, you know, what we hoped, what we dreamed of has taken place. It's just great. Now, the next one is Vegas, here we come. Everything's been decided. I mean, talk about stars lining up, the peace deal, and now Vegas is all under control. The rabbits, chooks, human face and the nags, they're going. Uh, I don't want to begin this go off half cocked about this uh, discussion about this, which obviously come up later in the show, but it's great. I, I just did feel as though, you know, rabbits, chooks, human face and nags, the usual suspects, I would have liked a bit of colour and movement in it if it could have t- included, say, the dogs and the tigers as well. I'm not talking about a six-team competition. I'm not. I'm talking about four teams. We have to drop a couple out, obviously. But I just thought that a bit of diversity would have been handy. Now, bludgers, uh, as you know, blindside focus forensically on the spirit of rugby league and its ethical obligation. So let's probe the results of round 23. Tigers and Dragons were dudded, according to head of elite competitions uh, for the NRL, Giddyup Graham Annesley. In his Monday briefing from the rap sheet, the Big A highlighted the Gutho strip on Jake Liddell last weekend. Uh, you know, obviously Liddell, the hapless dragon, that caused the uh, Parramatta side to win a match they didn't really deserve to win. And Canberra scoring a try off a forward pass, an obvious forward pass, where the touchy was standing about six centimetres away from the forward pass, but refused to blow or indicate that what it was. Now... Last night, for those who saw the Cats v. the the Pies in the uh, AFL, they will have seen some equally shocking incidents of, you know, scoring goals outside the field of play. I mean, I don't know what's going on with our officiating community, but something needs to be, someone needs to be read the Riot Act. We need to sharpen up because the finals are just around the corner. Now, the elite head, that's Giddyup Annesley, appealed to the players not to break the rules Oh, Lord, are we reduced to this? Appealed to players to not break the rules or get involved in dangerous tackles, saying there's only so much officials could do because mainly they don't see anything to police, but players bear the ultimate responsibility for the big hits, the send-offs, the sin bins and the season-ending injuries. I thought that was pathetic, honestly. I thought, you know, it's all very well for people to criticise, you know, officials and touch judges, etc. you know, referees and so on, but then to say, well, it's not our fault. It's not our fault. We can't see everything. The players can. We can't. It's up to the players. Why don't they do something about it? (laughs) Why have referees? Having said all that, uh, Giddyup maintained physics was the reason Luai wasn't bin for his tackle on Nelson Asafar Solomona. Physics, eh? Physics. When did physics and rugby league get on the same bus? Uh, the physics angle was something fresh from Giddy Up and uh, had hardened men, hardened league men and women scratching their heads. I put it down to the Oppenheimer effect. Uh, you know, big movie in town, people are thinking quantum physics and they're thinking rugby league. I mean, that's how it fits together in my mind. A super highlight from ra- the round was the return of form of the Sharks when they put away the bunnies, the tune, Pathetics, 26, Rabbits, 16. And they want to send the rabbits to Vegas? Oh, Lord. The low light was Bunny Burgess being binned. And uh, he's now, Bunny is, uh, that's Bunny B, he's now sliding the pine, picking up splinters in his buttocks for the next three weeks. Now, speaking of the Burgess crew, Sam is moving on from Souths and taking the helm at Warrington in the UK Super League. It's a great two-year deal for both the club and Sam. Who can forget the job the big bloke did with the Arara Raxmen a couple of years ago? People still rave about his tilt with the witch's hat in the Northern Rivers of New South Wales, where he not only coached, but every weekend he blew up the jumping castle, turned on the pie warmer, filled the urn and helped younger players get their driver's licence. In other words, 
a real club man. And that's what Warrington's getting, a real club man. In the NRLW, uh, a couple of interesting matches. The Knights pants the Eels 38-4. to Eels skip Kennedy Sherrington became the second NRL W player to be sent off in 2023. They've only had been playing two rounds. They've sent two people off. It was a spear tackle that tipped Knights forward, LaShawn Albert-Jones on a head. But as the Knights coach, Rowdy Ronnie Griffith, ruefully commented post-Hooter, and this is, I think, his quote of the week, it was an unfortunate. It was unfortunate. But at the end of the day, it's rugby league. Mishaps happen. I mean, you can't get more calming than that, can you? And a refreshing view from uh, Rowdy. He didn't. He, I mean, he could have dropped a bucket. He didn't. He just said, mishaps happen. It's rugby league. I mean, that's what Roy and I have been saying for years. Vegas! And who has a seat on the plane? Club members are on tender hooks, and this has all been sorted out now, and people can go ahead and book with confidence. You know, and I, and I appeal to the rugby league community. You, get, you may not be a rabbit supporter, you may not be a rooster supporter, but get on the plane because it's going to be a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity and who knows, maybe the Tigers and Dogs can do it in the following year. That'll be 2025. Now, AFL and the concept of a playing commissioner was floated this week. Now, this is something new. Obviously, there's a lot of uh, captain coaches and all that sort of stuff, coaching players, but the idea is the AFL players rep, Paddy Dangerfield, could be ushered into the commission and take a seat on the board. Oh, this is the last throw of the dice from the murderer who will go to extraordinary lengths to keep his fingers in the AFL pie while killing the competition completely. Mercifully, by the end of the week, sanity prevailed and danger is staying out in the middle with the boots on which where he belongs. And has the hip drop found its way to the AFL? The tackle that put D's forward Harrison Petty onto the long-term injury list was affected by kangaroo Ben, Ma- ben Mackay, who was a brilliant tackle, I must say, one of the best I've seen in ages. It was something that Storm coach Bellamy should take in a keen interest in. It was an outside hip drop. That's what I'm describing it as. Forget your scorpion. An outside hip drop that did all the damage and predictably enough, it will soon be outlawed in all codes and it will require players to tackle in the vertical and only in the vertical. And Sydney go- Sydney Swans goal sneak Tom Papley is in trouble for his pro-punting podcast The Early Crow. This is a great contribution to the punting caper at this special time where we're trying to ban punting. But the but has the AFL brass frowning. Many are wondering if the outstanding podcast infringes the no dickheads policy at the club because it's got a lot of dickhead about it. I'll tell you that for absolutely nothing. And before we go on, uh, this time last week, the Bludge did some serious beseeching in the aid of our Bledisloe tilt in Dunedin. It was high quality on message beseeching. Friends in the beseeching capers suggested it was top shelf work, and I agree. The Bludge did not ask for the world. We explored the idea that a win for the Wallabies would be a top result from the various people upstairs who are in charge of pulling the strings. Score All Blacks 23, Old Gold Fruit and Nut 20. It was that close. Three points in it. Well, that would have made it a draw. Let's say they got another try. They had to get them there. The Bludge couldn't, could have gone in harder, sure, with the begging and the beseeching. With a little more poke and grunt on the beseeching, we might have be t- we might be talking today about a Bledisloe win. Wallabies are now in camp, acclimatising to the brutal World Cup conditions in France, which will be played in November. Estimated temperature daily, about three degrees. And uh, for those not going to the NRL and AFL matches today, the Matilda v France, I've mentioned this already, uh, a lot of big screens are showing the match. Uh, You know, venues are opening up and allowing people to come in and watch the match on the big screens, which is great, 5 o'clock Eastern. The host broadcaster, wait for this, is the first time in living memory that this has happened. The host broadcaster, Channel 7, is moving the 6pm news to make 
space for another, and I'm describing a first here, Aussie win. That's how I'm seeing it. And this is a first in Australian television that one of the major, you know, networks has moved the news for a sporting event. To get the blindside barge away from the wharf uh, for another week, it's time to ask the man who is the voice of hope to step up for a spray. This week, the voice who incorporates the ethical obligation is, again, focused on the cost of living crisis. But what am I telling you this for? Prices have gone berserk. And Australians are still living a nightmare with, you know, the bloke retiring from the Reserve Bank saying the interest rates are going to go up even higher. But there is good news. My uh, voices, my spies in the shelf-stacking community have indicated the blueberries are finally on the move in the right direction. They've been cited at $4 a punnet. That represents, you know, given recent months, incredible value. The Roy of Hope belongs to the activated one, rampaging Roy Slavin, who is the best in the business, always gets the job done. There's no doubt about it. He's super excited to be here with the Matildas at five. Roy, happy rugby league. Can we get the bludging bunny in motion once again by asking what highlights caught your eskler side this week? Fully six, Simon. Yes, thank you very, very much. As you know, it's a happy rugby league to you and, of course, to your... Um a family and yeah. a happy rugby league to all decent, fair-minded, hard-working, quiet, as constant as the Southern Cross Aussies. Aussies who, who want, Aussies who demand immediate action on fire ants. <laughs> fire ants before the horse of devastation bolts. Okay. Are they part of the four horsemen of the apocalypse? I'm putting them there, yes. Okay. So there's five now. To all authorities... All relevant authorities, Aussies are watching you. And you haven't done enough. You haven't done much. It's not terribly well resourced. Uh, we've got to get resources into it. I've seen uh, it may cost in the order of seven, $800 million to treat fire ants at the moment. But if it gets away, it will cost billions, billions of dollars. Where are they located at the moment? Uh, the southwest, south, southeast Queensland. In the corner there. In the corner there, moving yeah. into New South Wales as and, we speak. And DDT, if does they that get, If they get over the Great Dividing Range, it's all over. Now, is it's it, all over. Is DDT enough? Uh, no, I don't know what works on them. Oh, okay. I honestly don't. Yeah. The CSIRO will know, but they're keeping that quiet to themselves. <laughs> and I don't know if they've, they've been approached yet. I don't know who's working on them. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Do the cane toads eat them? No. No, but uh, the estimation is it would be more damaging than pigs, oh. uh, feral cats and cane toads put together. Whoa. Worse. Worse should they get out. Now, the PM has got flack for suggesting um, a public holiday should be uh, put on for our wondrous Matildas should they make it to the final. Uh, small businesses upset, as you'd understand. Small business, see opportunities here. You know, uh, people passing by, wanting a sandwich, cup of coffee, that sort of thing. If it's a public holiday, they probably have to close by law. Anyway. Or pay penalty rates. Or pay penalty rates or something like that. But uh, I think the Prime Minister should cop flack. I think it should be a week off. I think there should be a, a Matilda's week. A Matilda's week should they get into the final. Let's really celebrate. Mm -hmm. I mean, these things don't happen often. Mm-hmm. To imagine our little Matildas, our wondrous Matildas in the final. That's worth a week at least. Now, and they don't have to win it, do they? No, they don't have to win well, it be for the week. They did. If they get a there, a week. week off. Yeah, no, I'm right with you. A right. week for Aussies to celebrate. Families. Families. So kids can stay home from school and hang around with mum and dad. The diamonds deliver. God, we're living in an embarrassment of World Cups at the moment, aren't we? I mean, it's just World Cups coming Aussie way. 
I mean, began with the cricket. Where's it going to end? Don't know, but it's all great. Yeah. It's great having World Cups held by Aussies. Soon rugby will win one. <laughs> Don't hold your breath. Now, the Hockey Roos... Did they win the one? The Hockey Roos blitzed the, all the black sticks oh, to set up um, Olympic qualification. I think the second test is on this afternoon. It's probably going to be a little bit swallowed by what's happening in Brisbane. Uh, but it's good to see Aussie hockey back. And I put it down, really, it's still the echo of the legacy of the great Rick Charlesworth. <laughs> By golly, he could coach. Ah, yeah, you I mean, the stuff Rick did was so, it was light years ahead of its time. Great Australia, great Aussie. Mm. A good, decent Aussie, terrific moral compass. Mm. He knew where he stood. He was as constant as the Southern Cross, as mm. they say. Uh, now, it's good news. Uh, Mitchell Marsh is our new T20 captain. Uh, the most hated um, man in Australia. Not anymore. No, it's no. a terrific trouser feather for um, for Mitch, of course. And really, when you think about it, and I am, uh, the whole Marsh family, you know, Swampy, Sean, Michelle, Melissa, they'd all be basking in the glory of Mitch being our T20 captain. <laughs> and they should. Remember we saw those images when he scored that century in the second test it might have been when he filled in for the injured green, scored a, scored a ton and I think they were on holidays in Bali or somewhere. Seen those wonderful images of the Marsh family just putting their feet up, just being Aussies overseas, acting like Aussies, acting like champions. Great Aussies, the Marsh family. Now, our team uh, at the Commonwealth Youth Games is blitzing the field. Now... Too many, uh, too many details to go into here, but we've had gold, significant gold in the pool, gold in the velodrome, gold in the rugby nines. Uh, this is uh, being held in Trinidad and Tobago. Now, there's been no coverage in the media, nothing from Sneesby's lot, no. No, no media coverage anywhere, and I don't know why. These are young Aussies, young Commonwealth Games, putting in and winning for Australia. Mm. Aussies putting in. Why isn't the why hasn't this been headlines? Look, I understand the Matildas are very dominant, but there can still be room with your with your news to sure lead with Matildas. Why not follow with a little bit of news about the Commonwealth News Games? Wouldn't hurt, especially with wouldn't the... hurt, wouldn't hurt. I mean, Aussies need to feel a little every now and again. They've got to be a little bit reinforced, feel a little bit proud of being Aussie. I love Aussies feeling proud of being Aussies. You know, they're not haughty, they're not big tickets on themselves or anything like that. You just look in the mirror and you're having a shave or not and think I'm an Aussie. I feel proud. Well done, Commonwealth Youth Games. But they didn't know about it. Well, you know now. And can I say, put that in perspective of knocking the Commonwealth Games in Victoria I in know. 2026 on the head. I know. I know. It's chalk and cheese. Exactly. I was just going to suggest Cheese, that. chalk. Yeah. Now, Sissipas wins the Mexico Open. That's a big Now, this is his first title in over a year. Now, you'll recall last week we broke the story that uh, Aussie Mark Philippoussis was back in the Philippoussis box replacing the mum and dad who uh, weren't doing terribly well and I think Sissipas had got over mum and dad and ordered them out of the box and asked, invited uh, the poo, Mark Philippoussis, into the box. Well... It's turned him around. He's won an event with Mark Philippoussis coaching him. Okay. Congratulations, Mark. Great Aussie, Mark. Terrific Aussie, Mark Philippoussis. 
Now, rugby refs are walking away, apparently, because of the abuse from crowds. Abuse from crowds. I mean, there's only... I mean, uh, there's only one solution, really, and that's what I would call fly-in, fly-out solution, uh, which we see in international rugby. Uh, The referee flies in from overseas, uh, only stays for as long as the match and then is flown out before... You know, someone should get the tar and feather or anything like that or approach with pitchforks, that sort of thing. Uh, But this would be a a, a real impost on junior rugby uh, and uh, the shoot shield, for example, uh, if you had to fly in, fly out um, referees referees for these events, which is the only solution. Are you suggesting a head in the bag as well? I think so. So nobody really knows. Nobody really knows. A mask, a mask Mask, referee. So So it could be a a local and you wouldn't know. Yeah. Master referee, yes, and maybe a baggy suit, so something like that, yeah. yes. But or ban the crowd. But you don't want them to look like a clown because you want them respected. But anyway, that's up for uh, to well, rugby to find a solution. Maybe educate parents would be a solution what, as well. In, in schools, in schools, yes. Get the parents in. Uh, Nick Kyrgios is pulled out of the U.S. Open two weeks out. It's not good news. His ranking will, of course, plummet. Um, it's not good looking good at all for Nick. I think Nick is a very troubled tennis player at the world, troubled Aussie. And I don't like seeing and Aussies don't like seeing troubled Aussies. Aussies like seeing Aussies, you know, happy as and successful. Uh, so we don't we make no judgment about Nick. All we can say is Nick, we're thinking of you, love you, bro, and we're here to support. If Aussies can help, they will. You've just got to reach out, Nick. Reach out. Aussies are here. Wonderful week for the greatest game of all, of course. Uh, good signs from the Tigers, by golly, as you uh, alluded to, HG. They were robbed last week. Totally robbed. They should have won that match. They would have won that match had that forward pass not been picked up. They would have won. I don't know what the touchy was thinking. The touchy had a brain fade. Yes. That touchy should have been taken aside and read the right. Oh, he probably was. I hope by so. By the crowd. By the well, crowd. Well, sure. Sure. Should have been tarred and feathered, run out of town. Yeah. Head in the bag. Head in the bag. Pitchforks, etc. Now, Wade Graham is to retire. Very sad news. Well, always a creative player, Wade Graham. I think he was very creative again last night. He helped the uh, Sharks uh, play very well last night. Uh, he's been a very good player for very many years. We wish him all the best. He might have started off as a Penrith Panther and spent many years as a, as a Shark. Yeah. And uh, grew to love the Sharks and the Sharks grew to love him. Uh, Will we be talking about Wade Graham in 10, 15 years' time? I doubt it. But today we are, and we salute you, Wade Graham, as firstly an Aussie. Proud Aussie. Proud Aussie. When he looks in the mirror, he knows what he's looking at. He knows what he's looking at. He's looking at a proud, creative Aussie. Do they get better than that? I don't think so. And remember, I think he's going to Canada to play in, is the, he really in the comp there. Good on him. I hope he's just as creative there. There's no reason why he shouldn't be. <laughs> Uh, Jerome Luai has become the Penrith Panthers' villain. Villain. Mm. Described as a villain. Is villain borderline grub? It's getting grubbish, isn't it? It's getting just a little bit grubbish, and I don't know if Luai needs any grub work in his game. He's annoying enough as it is. (laughs) Just be careful what you wish for, I would say, Luai. When you look in the mirror, I don't want you to see a grub. I don't want you to see a villain. I want you to see an Aussie, a proud Aussie. Make of that what you will. 
Newlyweds, buy your house and land package from the experts who know rugby league fans. If you have special needs, see Little and Peachy on the growl in Tigertown or the wily veterans Vaughan and Hetherington at the kennel. Let those who know do the heavy lifting, blindsiders. The Australian contingent when it lobs in, uh, in Sin City... Uh, you know, obviously in March next year. Now, uh, if you want to get involved with the show, you might have thoughts about the trip to Vegas. Uh, text number 0467920222. That's 0467920222. Or the old style way, royanhg at abc.net.au. Now, look at the road to glory. Well, let's stick with the quarterfinals. Uh, Spain, two. Netherlands, one. A uh, goal in extra time got uh, Spain uh, the win. Then Japan and Sweden, again, the score 2-1, but Sweden 2 this time, Japan 1. Then today, as mentioned already, Matildas v France at 5, and then the other quarterfinal, England v Colombia at 8.30. So a magnificent uh, doubleheader there Mm. in the World Cup. I wish we'd have had the 8.30 game. Would have been much better. Would have been much better for families. It would. They would have been able to have their tea, you settle have down. Have your tea, settle down. With a, with a say, pajamas a on, kids. Of, pajamas on. Yes. A cup of Milo or something like that That's to settle right. the kids down. Yes. Getting them ready for bed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I agree. I don't know how that happened. I don't know either. You know, you. I just... mean, where are the organisers? Why exactly. didn't we put ourselves first? <laughs> I mean, who's the clown? Who allowed that to happen? Yeah. Now, already in the first semi, we know that Spain will play Sweden. Yes. Spain, I've got a vague feeling, might get the, you know, and then the other one, obviously, the winner of Australia and France plays the winner of England and Colombia. Yes. So yes. it's getting to the pointy end. It is the pointy end, isn't it? I think England are the strongest team, it would seem, at the moment, although I think they've lost a star for the next two weeks. Yeah, mainly for Stomping stu- star. Stu- stupidity. Yeah, brain fade. Uh, then, of course, going to the rugby league, the other, yep. uh, the other story that's going on. Well, uh, the Nags... And the Panthers, well, it was all Panthers, 24 to 12. Mm. Is there, there's no mention of the Panthers going, is there, to Vegas? No. No, Panthers you know, weren't invited. Why, why aren't we showing, I don't know. Why I don't know. showing our best Who life? said that uh, those four teams should go? Who decided that? See, oh, the, I don't oh, get the, it. The I mean, how thing. much Sticky Phil? I mean, people would have loved Sticky in Las Vegas. I mean, he's Imagine pre- Stick turning up. I know. Press conferences. Press the conferences. Horn, the clap. Yeah. All of that. They'd have loved yeah. it. Yeah. Away we go. Yep. It yeah. wasn't us out there when yeah, they lost that's 40 right. to nil. Yep, you'd have had them in stitches. Then <laughs> the pathetic. Say that again. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. It wasn't us out there. Uh, the pathetic. I were, love that. Yeah. <laughs> 36 pathetic sharks, 36 Titans, six. Big mm. win there. Yeah. And in the one that killed, uh, well, they killed uh, off completely a title tilt. Mm. That's the Broncos, 54, Eels, 10. Ooh, oh, eels how embarrassing was that? Eels are, eels are struggling, aren't they? They've lost a lot of players yeah. due to injury and suspension and so on, and now they're just given up. Yep. Now, the Rabbits played the Dragons in the uh, 3 p.m. Uh, Eastern match today. Right. Uh, now, the Rabbits, again. Again, the Rabbits, they, they the rabbits have lost interest a little bit, haven't they? they? Maybe Vegas will yeah. buck them it's up. As if having a trail back has upset the... Apple cart. Yes, the balance of the tea. Or, you know, the bunnies. Yeah, Cody Walker's gone quiet. Now, West okay. Tigers play the Warriors... Well, that and, should be, oh, dear. No, yeah, no, be a, n- enough said. Yeah. Then we move on to 7.30-ish. Roosters playing the Dolphins. We might see something Vegas-ish right. from them. And I think Channel 9's got, got live rugby league on tonight. 
Has it? Yeah, I think so. I haven't got to cross that. Yeah. But the Storm and the Raiders tomorrow at two, followed by the match of the round, really. Knights v Bulldogs. Right. Yes. Well, that'll be an interesting match. Yeah, the Knights are on a roll, aren't they? <laughs> Common question. Has rugby league ever been played in Lapland? Almost certainly. Finnish historian Henrik Porthen cites Yannick Mackinen's eyewitness description of a match played in 1165. This is bludging on the blind side. Roy, you know in previous World Cups and often in these big events there's some zany tipping thing going on, like I remember once an octopus. Oh, yeah. Might have been a couple of times they had an octopus go round. Oh, making predictions. Making predictions. Oh, very yeah. funny that was. Yeah, yeah, incredibly. And got kids Just in. amusing for kids. Yeah, it was yeah. just a little something. How, how does different. he know, Dad? That yeah. sort of stuff. And the octopus had a name. He became a real, or he a or personality. she. Personality. Personality. Yes. Yeah, personality. Yeah, it doesn't appear to be anything like that. No, Why couldn't we have had something like that? Would have been great, mm. like a quokka. Yes. Camped in a cage. That's right. And two bowls to eat out of. That's right. Say today, one France, one yep. Australia. Yep. And if the quokka ate more out of the Australia bowl... Then you push si- your money on Australia. Thanks very much. It's simple, isn't it? Easy. Now, we might talk a little bit more about that, but coming mm. to the big story of the week, which is the Vegas trip. Yep. Or even a blue-ringed octopus or something like that. An irritangy. Is that the right word? Yes. That would be fantastic. Would be fantastic. Would introduce people from overseas to, to some, of, some of our more threatening species, <laughs> wouldn't it? Apart from the fire ant. Mm. Well, how about that, a fire ant? Well, a fire ant, in yes. A cage. yes. You couldn't let them get out. No. Oh, now, uh, we, this is taking to, well, the, the problems in uh, Vegas are sort of starting to take shape. Mm. Manly are expected to take on South Sydney, while Roosters will play the Broncos in the historic doubleheader in Vegas. Yeah. Uh, you know, people are thrilled to bits that it's, uh, you know, unfolding. The mm. final four were settled on this week, but they were always sort of the final four. I don't think there's any surprises there particularly. Melbourne and Canberra were the other two clubs in contention, but the selectors swerved around them. Mm. Uh, the Seagulls and Roosters will be considered as the home sides. How does that work? How does that work? With the NRL planning to put a week of Australian-themed festivities. Now, I've gone in hard on this. I don't like this at all. No. Rugby league is a great event that can stand alone in any circumstances yep. and pull a crowd of punters who want to get involved. That's right. You could that's take flag. Exactly. exactly. They wouldn't know the they difference. They wouldn't know the difference. We, this we've is made this point before. League. Yeah, that's right. No helmets, no pads. That's right. That's, that's all they need to know. Say. And exactly. can I put money on this? Yes. You can. So. <laughs> so this Australian-themed festivities is going to draw away from rugby league in my view. Mm. So we've got uh, Russell Crowe expected to play Hugh Jackman. The NRL expected to coincide the match with a concert, UFC mm. and a boxing bout. You see? Oh, no. Well, that's muddying the water, is isn't that, it? I mean, you, you want to keep the laser focus on rugby league. Exactly. Is the trip, it's about rugby league. Is the trip a boxing match? Yeah, well, no, it's not. It's about rugby league. What? I know boxing. I know UFC. Mm. I know themed festivities or activities. I don't know rugby league. So muddying the waters is terribly wrong. Terribly wrong. People like Seagull's boss, Tony Mestrov, Mm. said he's kind of thrilled. It's a big opportunity, not only for the game but for the Manly Club. Scott Penn, our chairman or chairperson, lives in New York, so there are some financial opportunities on top of this adventure. Oh, what sort of financial opportunities? What do you mean? What's he talking about? I've got no idea. I mean, we should be told. What, he's going to fly down from New York and make some deals? 
I suppose so, while he's in Vegas well, looking at the I suppose that's what you do, isn't it, in America? Yeah. Now, it's exciting to be pioneers in the US for rugby league. It'll be a great experience for the whole club. At the end of the day, we're there to win a game of footy. Yep. Are you? Yep. I thought the deals. Anyway, we are mindful of that experience. This is something everyone can in the club can look back on, uh, you know, obviously in the future. Yeah. They're... The Alley Giant Stadium, 65,000-seater home of the Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah. The NRA are hopeful of rotating sides through the venue over the next five years. Right. What? Ooh. Five what? years we're going to Vegas. Mm. Oh, well, fair enough. I suppose you've got to have a long-term plan. Why don't we go somewhere else like De- – I know that we've tried to go to Denver before, we've mm. tried to go to Chicago before, but they're great towns. They're rugby league towns. Mm, they could be. They'd fall under the dizzying spell of rugby league without any doubt, actually. You're right there. Look, I'm wondering if it's time we reached out and appointed or approached some Americans to be rugby league ambassadors. What a great idea. Have you got people in mind? Well, I, I, look, many a few years ago I, I had uh, a, a meal with former US Vice President Al Gore. Yes. Lovely fellow. He um, used to play rugby when he was studying, student. Mm-hmm and enjoyed the rough and tumble of it. And I explained rugby league to him how it was uh, des- designed rugby. for as a professional sport. Rugby union was never professional no. and it still struggles. It, it can't really be professional because the rules are too mad. So the rules were streamlined uh, to make it uh, a commercial possibility and it's, it's you know, been successful ever since. Uh, I, I thought he would be yes. a possibly a, uh, a, an ambassador uh, and there'd be others we, we could approach as well. Maybe the Trump family, uh, perhaps uh, a couple of the boys. Eric Jr. Eric Jr. Don Jr. Don Jr., Eric, sorry. Don Jr. would be. Eric Jr. I know Don wanted. Don Jr. was coming to could come to Australia at one stage, I think, and do some speaking engagements, uh, but he pulled out at the last minute. I don't know why. Uh, perhaps he could be approached to speak to his father. See, if we get his father on board, then I think that it's game, yes, set, I know. match. I know. We, we game, won. set, match. We won. Rugby league's won. Rugby league has won, but yes. And should Jennifer Aniston be approached yes. or somebody you like that? Yes, you can approach someone like that, yes, yes, of course. Yeah. Of course. Katy Perry, someone like oh, yes. that, Musical who's been people. to Australia, would be aware Familiar. of rugby league. Yeah, would know the MCG. Would know the like... MCG and how exciting it can be there, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, I think that could be a useful way to go. Right. And do you think these people would, uh, if we just rang them up, yes. I know you've got a terrific book, as we say, yes. you know, with numbers in it. Sure. Uh, we just ring them up. Well, and I'm say, quite happy if uh, the man of feathers, I mean, I just can't go off half-cocked to no, make promises yourself. that can't be honoured. Yeah. If the rugby league comes to me and says, uh, Roy, would you be willing to phone a couple of people to see if they'd become ambassadors? Of course I would. Mm. Of course I would. Mm. It'd be the Australian thing to do. I mean, mm. it's all shoulders to the wheel. No one wants more success in Las Vegas for rugby league than we do. No, that's true. That's true. You know? Now, we come to this other side of it, the Australian theme weekend in Las Vegas. Yes. The uh, 24 matches will be part of an exciting Australian week in Vegas where we'll be showcasing rugby league and this and Australia to the US market. Now, this is dead wrong. I mean, yeah. Australia to the US market, I mean, they don't care at they all They don't about care Australia. about Vegemite. They, they don't, don't care about those sorts of things. They, they don't. don't. They don't. They're not interested. They're, They're not got interested their own. at all. They've got They're, their, they own, got their own stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, tons of it. Yeah. So uh, we're now working collaboratively with four clubs to finalise arrangements and make a blockbuster event for fans by maximising travel, attendance, enjoyment and the unique rugby league experience. I mean, that's just abdo talking. Yes. Ten clubs put in submissions. Uh, Now, the profile... Uh, you know, if South is already, you know, on the way and Mike Cannon-Brooks is going over, he's got uh, interest in the Utah Jazz. 
Right. Uh, and so on. So it's gradually taking shape. But again, mm. I come back to the idea that it's got to be rugby league focused yes. because rugby league packs a powerful punch. It does. But some of these other things are a bit bolted on. Yeah. I mean, a, a UFC match, I mean, nah. you could end up with a lot of two-head in the bag yeah. uh, fixtures because no one else wanted to go and there wasn't enough money on the table. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, who's going to be the referee, H.G.? Are we picking up referees over there or are we going to take referees over? I reckon we're going to find local refs. We'll find local refs, good. And the yeah. same with bunker people. Well, that'll add a very, you know, for, for a gambler, that could be great. Yeah, it is. It will be. Yes. I've got a colleague. Because their touchies may not. Well, who knows? Who knows? Well, yeah, forward yeah. pass. And you've got to understand is that when the ref blows his whistle, yeah. a, a, a spinning wheel is spun, yes. much in the manner of uh, Wheel of Fortune, sure. and it lobs on a penalty or the reason for the penalty. Yeah. I mean, who can explain six again? You need to be a physicist to understand 60 years. Sure. 40-20s. Yes. Who's going to explain 40-20s? People will be dumbstruck. Baffled by it, Baffled. yes. Thanks yes. very much. Yes, 40-20s. Yeah, good luck explaining that. Common question. Are rugby league players good in a crisis? Fifteen academic studies conducted over 50 years have all concluded that rugby league players are 17% more effective in a crisis than any other group of people. Stats produced weekly on Bludging on the Blind Side. Just following up the... Um the animals that have been tipping World Cups, well, there was Paul the Octopus in 2010 World Cup, the original and the best. Yes. Then Rabiot the Octopus, who was actually destroyed for predicting, you know. Got it know, wrong, did he? Got it wrong. Okay. And Achilles, the deaf white cat, was tipping in Russia. I don't know how he went in the no. 2018 Cup. Right. So thanks to Dave Stein for those incredible bits of information. Just before we go on, can I just um, – <clears throat> Alert people to the idea that um, KISS could be coming to the AFL Grand Final. Now, really? I raise this because yes. I don't want to get this into a battle of events. No. I mean, it's inevitably going to get into a battle of events and I mm. suggest the World Cup is a model. Sorry, sorry, the Super Bowl is a model. Yes. Obviously, the World Cup may well be a model of this as well. Yeah. But the Super Bowl is a World Cup of these big events attracting big names, mm. big big outfits who, you know, mm. come along and pay a nor get paid an enormous amount of money to perform. Yes. Now, KISS are trying to, in some ways, complete a farewell tour, which are has they? taken an awful long time to complete. Right. It has been suggested that they would be available to come to the AFL Grand Final mm -hmm. because Crowded House don't want to play it. Crowded House were the... Oh, um, they were the original... Yeah, original... They were approached originally, approached. but they've withdrawn. They've withdrawn, and now oh. it gets... It's hard to imagine the grand final in the AFL is 54 days away. Yeah, wow. 54 days away. Okay. It's not long at all. So this thing should be settled by now. It's getting a little late, isn't it? KISS are coming to Australia yes. to complete this well, tour. Well, have KISS been approached? Uh, KISS, well, we don't know, do we? We don't know. Certainly the KISS management in Australia have been approached. Good. And uh, it would be fantastic because they Well, would... we know Gene Simmons. We, we could do. phone we could, Gene. We could get on and to And see Gene. if Gene's interested in... And remember, of course, the whole act would have to come, yes. meaning the pyrotechnics and the yeah. staging and everything like that, oh, which yeah. would be fantastic. It would be. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. And, of course, the... The uh, explosions that they use hang around for hours, so it would be great to play in a fog of, oh, you yeah. know, KISS fireworks, yes. if I can put it that way. Yes. Uh, but that is really good news. That's very good news. And then we get yeah. to the AFL battle with the rugby league to produce something 
you know, it's out a, of the box. Out of the box. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yes. Do we know who's doing the rugby league? Well, I'm grand hopeful final? that if Kiss could do it as well. Exactly. Suggesting. That's what I'm suggesting. Is I haven't spoken well, to that. Would be this wonderful, all, wouldn't it? It would. It would be fantastic. I think that Kiss would be speak rugby league. Yes. And certainly, uh, Gene Simmons is the sort of professional who'd be able to say the appropriate things about the AFL. Great to be in Melbourne or yes. Melby as we call it now. Yeah, that's right. It'd be fantastic if they could, you know, do something before the game, yes. something at halftime, and something afterwards. Right. And we're offering to do. The same, you know, on the NRL big day. Well, that'd as well. be wonderful. Wonderful. Okay. So that's, well, that's good something news. to think about. Very and good news. Now, just uh, looking elsewhere. So, Kiss fans could start buying their tickets now. Oh, they'd be mad if they didn't get involved with to the get grand to final. the AFL and the Rugby League Grand Finals. That double, and that would be the end that of Kiss. Would be the, yeah. You know, they're not offering to keep going. No. It's not as though in twenty twenty four you're going to be able to have Kiss at the Grand Final. They won't be there. They won't be there. No. McLaughlin Gate. No one is talking about it, and yet we all know the crimes. Any tips? Any clues? Any ideas? Bludging on the blind side is all ears. And just uh, roaming all over the place, but uh, still with rugby league and uh, the problems at the Tiger Town, mm-hmm. one bit of good news is the West Tigers coach in waiting, that's Benji Marshall, mm. has signed on as an ambassador for the inaugural running of the world's richest harness race, the uh, TAB Eureka. Uh, ten of the best places in, places in Australia will battle it out for a 2.1 million prize at Capcourt Park, Menangle. Uh, the one thing you can pick up watching the races on TV is, you can't pick up, rather, uh, it, watching races on the TV is just what finely tuned specimens these animals are. So it's Who's great. saying that, Benji? Benji. Yeah. Benji. He's already yeah. run the eye over him and yeah. he looks in the photos of him out at Tabcourt Parkman Angle. He yeah. looks right at home. Isn't that great? And I'm pretty sure he'll be able to pick up things that he can adapt into the coaching. Oh, I like, see, yes. Know, cross-code sort of cross- thing. Yeah, exactly. You yep. know, yep. positioning a horse yes. for a run. That's you know, right. like where, you know, uh, rugby league players should be when they're going forward yes. and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just to just, just be, be – I mean, it's a real feel thing when you're training a trotter. Uh, I mean, they, obviously they can't communicate all that well, but uh, you, you get a feel for the horse in the same way you can get a feel for an athlete, I suspect, or a rugby league player because rugby league players are often their own worst enemy. They don't know what's going on with their body sometimes and it's up to a very sensitive – coach to be able to read the sign. I think that's spot on. I think that's spot on. You know. People say they know when a horse is going to win. They do. You know, they know, you know, we've you got You feel it, it in your bones. feel you it in your it. bones. Yes. And now, rugby league's very like that. Very, very o- like Often, that. in the worst of things, I've looked at a team run on and I think they're not going to win today. Yeah, that's right. And then I talk to the training staff afterwards. And, and they said, feel yeah. the same. Exactly. We didn't have a uh, hope. We didn't have we a knew hope on today. Tuesday we, we, we knew gonna... it wasn't going to be us out yeah, there exactly. today. It wasn't going to be us out there. That's right. Exactly right. Now, what are Benji's duties, HG, as ambassador? What's he got to do? Well, he appears to be available for Turned photos. up for that photograph, yeah, photos. which is very big of him. He didn't have to, but he did. And looks like nothing much is going on. So he's out there wondering, well, where are the horses? Well, yes. one, they found one out the back and put it in a gig and yeah. so they trotted a by, looking very, very Very skillful camera work because that's a moving horse and they've timed it perfectly, haven't they, to have Benji in the shot as well? All in focus. All in focus. Wonderful. And Benji looking down the track or down the length of the straight. Yes. Imagining the Almost finish. heroically. Uh, imagining himself either as the horse or as the jockey. Or the, the, or the, or the driver. driver. Yeah. Isn't that great? And, yeah. and what a, as you point out, what a great bit of cross-code yes. contact. I that, didn't know. Has Benji ever driven? 
I, I reckon he would have. Yeah. Uh, you know, you wouldn't do these things by heart. You can picture heart. him, can't you? you it's can. not hard to picture Benji in the back of a... A sulky. Sulky, yeah. Yeah, whipping a horse. Yes. Or just giving it a flick. <laughs> Benji style. Now, talk back topic, Roy. Uh, what, yes. What, uh, last what week, challenge should we set? Yeah, last week we, uh, we asked, should uh, David Rennie be recalled to replace Eddie Thompson? Yeah. Uh, hey, 100% Jones. of people said yes. 100% want... 100% want... Him back. That's uh, David Rennie. There were some suggestions about questioning the sanity of uh, Eddie Thompson when Eddie asked. Hang on, Eddie Thompson. Uh, no, Eddie sorry, Jones. sorry. Uh, when Eddie was asked asking us to uh, to pray ah. for success, Eddie Jones. Yes, but we, you know, did you have any? Follow up on the beseeching work last week. I mean, we almost got them there. Uh, yeah, we almost got them there. Maybe we came off air too early. Well, I think had we stayed on air, beseeching, beseeching, right till the end. I think we would have. Maybe they them. would have got up. Yeah, but something changed at half time, didn't it? It certainly uh, did. Yeah, I don't know what went on in the dressing room at half time. Don't know what uh, Eddie was doing. I think he may have referenced our beseeching. He might have. Yeah, I don't he want to. He said Australia's paying for you. We don't need that. And of course, as, well, soon as, as soon as God heard that, yeah, he pulled the pin. Pulled the pin. Can't blame him. Now, what about this week, Roy? Have you got a challenge for uh, the yes. nation? Yes. Should King Charles reach out to Trinidad Tobago to host the Commonwealth Games? Well, they got all the facilities they're and they're do- going they great. They have, and the youth games has been a tremendous success. And drawing Same a lot facilities of people- you need for, yeah, for a- the Commonwealth Games, yep. the full-on Commonwealth yep. Games. Yep. And could the king come across with some finance? I know you've suggested this in the past. Yeah, he's going to, well, if he sells Sandrium, that would easily cover it. <laughs> easily. And uh, th- that would be my suggestion. Are you uh, through uh, the Man of Feathers? Or Balmoral. He could sell Balmoral. I don't know how often he uses Balmoral. And he used it, you know, during Christmas time. Yeah. Now, look, uh, our contact with the palace mm. these days is largely through the Man of Feathers. Yeah. As we know, uh, you know... Peter Valandis was the last man to dine with the Queen. He was. And then one of the first to dine with the new King. He was. And we have, through rugby leagues, in in pole position. Yes. Do you think that uh, we could have a word to Valandis to get on the blower Mm. to the King and suggest this? Yes. Is that the way to take this I think that's the way to go, yes. And are you completely happy that uh, the games there would be even more successful than Mm. the spread around Victoria? Um, well, games. I think it would be a terrific shot in the arm for the Trinidad-Tobago economy. It would. It would. It's how many billion have you calculated it could put in there? Uh, well, we've, got, we've just got to look at how much it was going to cost in Victoria. Well, it's up to about $7 billion. $7 billion, yes. They're all going to Trinidad and Tobago. Yes, $7 billion. Uh, whether you'd get seven, you'd, you'd get close to seven, $7 billion for, for Sandringham, perhaps. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the real estate market's like in the no. UK at the moment. No. I, don't, I don't know. Buoyant, I would suggest. Buoyant, yes. Well, once they free, allow the oligarchs back in, it'll go through the roof. Oh, it would. I'd, I'd hang on until the priest breaks out there. Oh, okay. And then let the oligarchs... You think there out. might be Russian interest in buying Balmoral well, or enormous, San Diego? Enormous. Enormous Russian. interest. Yeah. Unless uh, the nation did it. Yeah. I know the Saudis were interested well, Saudis in London been... real estate there for a hell of a long time. They probably still are. They probably still are, yeah. You know, they, they, uh, they would be not shy about and no. what a great all you need is two people who really want it that's it and you're prepared to bid against it. Yes. you don't need the world you only need a saudi and an oligarch that's right that's right and that's right you go and and it wouldn't be difficult for i mean we have some of the best real estate agencies in the world don't we why why not you know domain or one of those lj hooker whoever to McGrath. Re- McGrath, they're great yeah to reach out and say well 
We'll handle the business. King, meet yeah. Arab Prince. Yeah, or Vladimir. Or Vlad. Yeah. Excellent. Space. It's the final frontier, and Australia is on its way to Saturn in the Jedanak Orbiter. Once we stop bludging on the blind side. Yes. Welcome back to Bludging on the Blind Side. The text number 0467 920 or the old style way, Roy at ABC.net.au. And the following people and listeners to all blindsiders, as I like to call them, have Roy. Uh, yes, look, uh, just reaching out to a blindsider who turned 90 last Saturday. That's Ruth Henderson, who just loves her rugby league and uh, wants rugby league success in Los Angeles in particular. Wow. And Las Vegas, but she sees Los Angeles as the future of rugby league more than Vegas. Interesting R- thoughts. Yes, no, that is. And uh, we'll pass them on. Don't worry, we'll punch we'll that pass through those to on. the highest level yes. in the rugby league. Thank you very much, Ruth. And happy birthday. And happy birthday for last Saturday. Now, just on the text here, HG, someone is suggesting uh, that is uh, Woodsy in uh, Queensland... What about Caroline Kennedy as a USA ambassador for USA League ambassador? Already been to a game here and uh, was taken to a match with Gordy Tallis. So, and the Kennedy name is a great name to associate with rugby league. That is good. And I understand uh, she's not afraid of sport. I did see no. some images of her surfing at one point. Well, that's uh, right. I think she did a reenactment of her father's swim in one of the islands. Uh, I think uh, when he rescued, re- rescued some uh, people at war. sailors, sailors during yes, the war, yes. uh, someone suggesting Julia Roberts would be ideal as a rugby league. Well, she would. Uh, in fact, I might reach out to Julia if the notification comes or the instruction comes from rugby league headquarters. I, yeah. I just can't, we can't just go off half cocked. Uh, it's pointless us approaching Caroline Kennedy and saying, "Oh, look, ambassador, would you like to be ambassador rugby league?" Oh, yeah, I'd love to be. And there's no role. Exactly. For, we haven't uh, created a role. Now, yeah. Julia... Uh, Julia, yeah. Yes. Now, she spent some time in Australia. She I think did. in in around Cairns, Townsville. She did. End of the country. She fell in love with rugby league. Yeah, we know that exactly. as a fact. Exactly. She went to see the... Uh, she obviously, did. the Cowboys play quite a lot. She loved the Cowboys. Took, uh, I think, uh, tea with Tamalolo one day. She did. Uh, this comes from Alan in the Blue Mountains. He says, what's going on with uh, NRL players of late, Read their wide variety of celebratory improvisations after scoring tries, of which there, ap- there appears to be a great deal more of lately. The Panthers have been doing this for years by forming a human haystack of sorts for outlying players to dive onto, but now we're seeing players at all clubs doing wild bat clips and somersaults, not to mention winging it theatrically with impressions of archery, 10-pin bowling, swimming mid-air, Iwo Jima flag raising, pulling the triggers of various firearms, throwing grenades, formal bowing, pretending to be seals, dogs, tribal dancers, Komodo dragons and zombies, or just dropping dead, drinking from the Steeden, pretending the Steeden's a mobile phone and taking selfies with it. Another insanity. What is going on? Well, this is a uh, easy-to-explain thing. There's a competition. Social media? 
Yeah, well, there's indeed. There's a, a Is there comp, a comp? A comp for the best try. Who judges it? Well, I'm not sure, but... Is it a show? Is Sneezeby involved? Sneezeby's would be involved. And you may remember, of course, that the uh, Canberra Raiders, after a try, reenacted the uh, Bearstow dismissal. That's right. I saw dismissal. that. Yes, you did. Funny you, ass. Funny ass. Funny right. ass. Yeah, I know. And some of them are really very funny. None, of course, topping Piggy Riddell's jumping the fence and applauding the try that he caught oh, himself. No, that, was, that was brilliant. That, that was, was him. brilliant. That's a that, classic. A classic. Thanks very much. That's a classic. That's your funniest home but video. But did he right win there. that year? Did that win? There was no comp. He did oh. it because he's just that sort he of He just bloke. loves it. Loves it. And so is there a comp now? Yeah, there's it's, it's always a comp. Right. Uh, you know. Well, I'd like to know who wins it, who, who judges the, it. Well, I'm not sure who judges it, but you'll certainly know about it. Right, okay. Well, I hope I'm informed. <laughs> hope the rugby league gets in touch. Ah, uh, now, now, uh, where are we? Here we are. Now, this has come from Janet Haddam as she entailed and bend. She says, uh, may I be the first to wish you a happy golf month? Is this golf month now? It must be. It must be. It was try July and now it's golf month. Now it's month. golf month. God, that sneaks up on you, doesn't it? It does. It does. Well, you know. Golf often, month. See, we're thinking about finals and the final eight and the composition and all that sort of, and now we've got the World Cup and stuff like that. Yeah. There's so much going on. And golf, let's face it, that somehow. We will live as killed. Killed it. it. It's killed, killed it. it stone dead. Yeah. And there's no pathway yet to get the two teams together, as in the two competing no, ideas, PGA right. and golf, uh, live. And we're yet to hear what Tiger's got to say about the Australian tour. Even though he's a commissioner. Even though he's a commissioner now. Yeah, no. He's just... been very quiet. He's been a commissioner now for, what, five or six days? Not uh, one word about Australia. Not one. <laughs> Not one. Oh, man. But he's got his hands full. Yeah. Sandra Bullock would be, oh, uh, be a great. good ambassador, someone is suggesting. Now, she's been in the news again, I think, of, for romantic reasons or something like that. I think so. All right. I may be wrong about this. So She, she might she, be distracted, you mean? No. She, could she fully focus on rugby league if she's... Yeah, I don't know. Depends I think on a partner, I suppose. She needs something to take her mind off. Rugby league, an ideal, right. you know, curing balm. Now, this comes from Daniel. He says, I refer to the recent High Court decision reported in the Financial Review, which says that employers are not liable for the conduct of employees after hours. Uh, the High Court overturned a lower court decision which had found in the past that, imp- uh, that the employer was liable for a co-worker's drunken misadventure. So... You have to explain this to me. So, oh, okay. Menu so log- if you're... Remember back in the day, if you were, say, injured going to work... You'd be compensated yep. by your employee. Yep. Not so anymore, I don't think. Same if you were to uh, go out on the tiles after a day at work and fell into misadventure. And then caught and the bus And ended home. up outside the Glebe police station, yeah. drunk as a fool. Ah, uh, yeah, well, then you become then, captain of Australia. That's right. You become captain of Australia, but you're no longer, the employee is no longer responsible or takes responsibility for compensating you for mm-hmm. the behaviour should it impact upon your personal health. Yeah. Okay. He's saying, my concern is the precedent this sets, if players do not have workers' compensation coverage for the risks associated with being an NRL player, namely what happens off the field, especially touring pre-season, isn't that a risk that will lead some to leave the sport? Or, worse, parents to steer their children away from a career in rugby league because it's just too dangerous? Well, 
don't we have to get this um, sheet of paper saying we understand the difficulties of the rug- playing rugby league represent yeah. to me yes. and I'm a- okay with that and they sign it? I suppose so. I suppose this might have been part of the players' agreement that Volandis has just signed off on. I think yeah. insurance was part of that deal, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I really. If you've got to fess up to your insurance company, look, I play rugby league. Get out of here. We're not insuring you. No. So no. I think the employee, in this case, the Australian Rugby League, New South Wales Rugby League, the Rugby League in general, uh, would cover the player. That position that you put there is not far away. Might I suggest? Yes, mm. I'd say so. Uh, now, this uh, this comes from uh, Longwarry uh, from Paul in Longwarry in Victoria. Oh yeah, he says uh, earlier this week, uh, my partner and I went to a country race meeting to spend the afternoon on the punt. Oh, oh well, that's, what a terrific a, day! I know. Already, you think, know. oh, adventure! I, I you wish beauty. I was there. Fat yeah. wallet. Yeah, <laughs> comes Winner. to mind. Winner. Winner. Uh, arriving on track, we quickly settled into a seat in the public bar and bistro section. A room containing the above-mentioned bar and bistro, along with four bookmakers and a TAB outlet. Yes, five. One thing that caught my eye was a young family of four, mum, dad and two kids, probably about eight or nine. I wondered briefly why these two weren't in school. Yeah. Could they be jockeys to be? Maybe. After one particular race, mum waddled back in with son in tow. To my surprise, she walked with him up to the bookmaker to collect her winnings. The son's eyes opened wide as he saw mum getting free money from a stranger. Then the two of them moved on to the bistro where mum bought the boy a big bucket of hot chips. I can't accurately explain the joy I felt then. What a learning experience for this young fellow. First free money, then hot chips. I'm sure he's hooked now. Maybe schools should start excursions to the races for others to experience this firsthand. How long have we been arguing for that, Roy? Years. You know, the maths... Falling on deaf ears. I know. The maths class... Well, just the experience. It's a real lived experience of mathematics. Lived experience, yes, that's right. Of probability and mathematics. All the things we want kids to know about in preparation for life as an adult. Exactly, exactly. So you can walk confidently into the TAB, slap the money down, you don't look stupid. Yeah. And you've got an idea of what a... Got an idea what a a winner looks like. Exactly. He looks like me. Now... (laughs) <laughs> this comes from <laughs> Terry. Mm-hmm. Uh, a funny thing on Thursday night, it was the Roosters v the Sea Eagles, and I said to my son, tonight is hate night. Who do you hate the most, the Roosters or the Sea Eagles? Within a nanosecond, his reply was Roosters, in which I was totally agreed, mm, totally agreed. Fair enough. You know, some families just hate the Roosters. Other families hate Manly. I know. I mean, that's what's beautiful about diversity, isn't and it? And rugby league. And rugby league. Yeah. But what got this me? What this got me thinking? Why does the NRL not have a hate round? Fan driven, but you only go to the see, see the team you hate play. Surely you could wear a T-shirt that said something to prove your hate to gain entry. I'm sure this would get fans to the football, and that round every rugby league fan would have two teams playing: their team and the team that you hate. Well. Talk about an idea that's time has come. Vegas. Vegas, yeah. Imagine allowing all the people who wore the shirt I hate manly in yeah. for free. Yeah. That'd It'd be interesting to find out how many people living in Vegas hate manly. I bet there are a lot. <laughs> I bet there are a lot. Uh, now, uh, this has come from Steve in Borkham Hills mm-hmm. in New South Wales. Now, 
I wrote to the Bludge around this time last season, he says. Yes, could be. Inquiring about what was happening with the NRL Immortals, recalling that in 2018, under Todd Greenberg's leadership, new Immortals were planned to be announced every four years. Last year, they were announced was 2022, being the next year. Obviously, nothing has materialised since then, though I understand that the Man of Feathers has different priorities and the Immortals appear to have been more or less shelved. It's not good news. It's not good news. I was scrolling through a popular social media app this week, as one does, and came across uh, uh, a little gem from a poster calling itself all themselves the Black Dot, celebrating the Immortals and asking the very question I was asking, who will be next? Right. Well, this is well. How do people get involved? Well, can people get involved? Is there always a... in the past? There's been a sort of select committee, committee of a journalists, committee. yeah, and what the have big you. Heads, big heads, big heads. People who think they know better. Yeah, know it alls. Know it alls. Yeah. So Roy Masters types. Roy Masters. Oh, don't get me started. Yes, people of that ilk. Now, is that what's going? Is that what's going to happen this time? Or can we throw it open to the fans, the people, the people who know? Yeah, who go? Who go and watch? And who know an immortal when they see one? Yeah. Like the difficulty is that there has been a lot of other stuff on the agenda. I know. But these these things that cement the league yeah. and its relationship to society in yes, place need right. to be continued. I know. It's already well going to Vegas, but who's that looking after? It's not going to look it's after, not looking after people who want to know who the next immortals are. Yeah, go for a bucket of chips and a beer. Yes. Have you got any nominations? I mean, I know that puts well, you on Cam, the Cam, surely, Cam yeah. Smith. Yeah. He'd have to be considered an immortal, wouldn't he? Yeah. Is Stick close to being an immortal? Sticky, why not? A posi- you know, get, get, yeah. Yeah, I mean, spread why the not? love. Spread, spread the, the love. love. Yeah, he's proud Australian. Yeah. Deserves to be an immortal. Yeah. Yeah, controversy too. Yeah, it would people be controversial, that's right. And even if people hate Sticky. Put him in. Put him in and they say, oh, I hate him. <laughs> Common question. What happened to the Gould Inquiry into St George? A report of the Gould Inquiry's findings was never made public. The club has declined to acknowledge that a report was ever made. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Now, Bludging on the Blind Side? Uh, Look, two stories that have sort of escaped us a little bit is the lovely story here concerning following on from Benji deciding to get involved in harness racing. Sporting people having a hobby. Mm. which you'd have to say is what Benji's getting involved with being an ambassador for the Eureka. Now, popular jockey uh, Rachel King is the latest in a growing list of uh, hoops to enjoy the excitement of racing a greyhound. Oh, right, yes. Now, uh, King joins the likes of Brenton Abdullah, Danny Beasley, Cathy O'Hara, Nash and Campbell Rewilla, Jai McNeil, John Allen, Harry Coffey to have uh, had success racing greyhounds. Right. King and a manager... Uh, trainer Sean Flarty own uh, a, the Lisa Delbridge trained chaser Niall King, who is causing talk in the Wagga area. Right. And Niall King is a daughter of Fernando Bale. It's been a great introduction to greyhound racing for King. Mm. Uh, Sean found the litter, and I picked out picked her out, and I must say he did a good job. Right. Sean had been at me for to give racing uh, racing a greyhound a try, and it's been a lot of fun. It's been really good. It's a good release from work. Yes. Yeah, it would be. Uh, well, you form a relationship with the dog uh, as you would with an ordinary dog. But this is not an ordinary dog. It's a special dog because it's very quick. Very quick. Yeah. And it verges between very quick and still. Yeah, 
That's right. She says, naturally, being involved in racing, I love all types of racing. It's in my blood. And this is a good escape and a chance to really enjoy another sport. Yeah. Um, I, I, it oh, is, it's great fun training a dog. Yeah, walking around. I mean, there are no muscle. rules, really. You've just got to, you know, encourage it to go quickly when you want it to. Uh, so it's got to learn what I call discipline, dog discipline, you know. Have you ever walked a greyhound? Yes. Yes. And no. is that enjoyable too? No, it can be. Yeah, talking or it do you have to keep be. it on the move all the time? Uh, well, I, when I walk a dog, I don't like to talk to it. No. Uh, I just uh, tap myself on the leg and it knows what time that means. Time, time to hurry up a little bit or slow down. Three taps, slow down. Two taps, go faster. One tap, be confused. Now, if it doesn't get, convincingly be confused, that's when you get the stick out. So anyway, anyway, <laughs> you work fair. out your own rules. The and, dog gets it in the end. And can you pick them? Pick a winner. Yeah, like in a litter, like Oh, God, yes. Yeah. You go for the longest legs. Yeah. Simple as that. You just, I always keep a tape measure in my pocket in case I can stumble along a litter of dogs. <laughs> you just get it out and measure the legs, longest legs, there's your winner. Mm-hmm. Very good. <laughs> and would you recommend it to four people as a... You know, say oh, yeah. a form of relaxation, every... and uh, you know, taking it. If let's say you've got a stressful job, sure, you might be teaching in a school physics or something yes. like that, and you think, yes. well, what am I going to do on the weekend? Here I am. Well, a, well, a house with a with a with a with a dog is a happy house, isn't it? With a running dog, with a greyhound. No, I mean greyhounds just put a smile on everyone's face, especially if they win. <laughs> True. <laughs> now, you know. A while ago, we broke a story about how mm. rugby league was collapsing in the bush. Yes. Now that was our fear, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. It was. And the three things that were not being done were obviously encouraging people to play, yeah. and when it came to game days, blowing up the jumping castle seemed yep. to be a job that was swerved past. Putting on the pie warmer and filling the urn. Yeah. Now there's good news and bad news. Right. Some writers think that. Rugby league in the country, the bush, is worse than ever, is is just collapsing. These, these are the doomsayers. The doomsayers because, yeah. uh, you know, the AFL's taking over and people want to play, you know, the world game, you know, what right. we, some people call soccer, yeah. the, world, the world game, you know, go and play for Arsenal, et cetera, like right. all our uh, Matildas yeah. and so on. Others are, are more encouraged by the return of many first-grade players, yeah. ticketed players, yeah. back to their home communities and in encouraging people in the area to get involved in rugby league. Oh, now, I'm like, I like the sound of this. Age. Gee, so yes. you and I yeah. came up with a four-point plan in the worst of this, mm-hmm. you know, collapse of rugby league. Yep. We wanted targeted immigration. That's right. That would get people coming to Australia to play rugby, <laughs> to play league, rugby league and yes. stay in the area. Yep. The uh, grey nomads. Yes. To help uh, out. Help out running the line, doing the jumping castle, etc. And government handouts or, you know, some sort of tax relief yes. for people who wanted to go into the areas. And finally, to ask the players who returned to help younger people get their driver's licence. That's right. Now, this appears to have been borne fruit. Good. So if you want to, if you go and watch a game of local football, this is the Murdoch Press, mm. up in the Northern Rivers, there's a fair chance you might recognise a few names. Good. From barnstorming props to flashy wingers to crafty halves, you'll find a host of former NRL players running around in the local competition, the NRRRAL. Good. While some deservedly earn a living for their services, others, the, the motivation for others is simply to give back to the bush. Yes, good. 
give back to the bush. One of those <clears throat> doing just that is former Cronulla and Gold Coast Titans forward Luke Douglas. Oh, yeah. Who has led the remarkable revival in the junior club, the Lower Clarence Magpies, since taking over his weight for it, Captain Coach. Oh, I like that. Now, this seems to be a pathway that many of these older players find their way back into real, real, real Australia as Captain Coach. Captain Coach, yes. So when I got asked to do it, mm. this is the Captain Coach, mm. there were just no numbers. There were times last year, this is 2022, mm. when pretty much the same team played reserve grade as played A grade. Oh, no. Isn't that oh, amazing? that's terrible. It, that's shocking. The same team playing reserve grade and A grade. Yep. So we just change our jerseys and go again. Oh, Fast dear. forward 12 months and the biggest problem the captain coach faces every week is who to leave out. Oh, isn't that great? An incredible 72 players have registered for the top two grades alone Whoa. in what is a remarkable turnaround. Isn't that fantastic This news. is the story. This is being broadcast, actually. I haven't heard seen this on the news at all. No, and you think this it's would all be... all Matildas, isn't it? Very hard for rugby league, rural and regional rugby league to get its, you know, message across. Yes. But, you know, the thing is that ABC News has got a site. Well, they're just communists, aren't they? (laughs) They're not interested in rugby league. Exactly. See, they've got acres they could fill up. I know. It's endless. You can't fill it up. Northern story. Yeah, exactly. That's diversity. It's local. Luke Douglas, the Luke Douglas story. There's ours. A hero. Captain Coach went back, put in. I know. 72 players, registered players. In one year. And the story, the pictures of them changing their Guernseys last year. Only last year. From reserve grade to Ave grade. Well, there's your story. I know. It starts at 7.30. Why couldn't 7.30 do something It itself. It does. Now, in fact, after the Amber Base Club pulled out of the first grade competition midway through last season due to lack of numbers, the team could qualify for the finals if it wins on the weekend. Right. While the women's team has made the second straight grand final. Oh, that's a brilliant story. Isn't it great? So this brilliant weekend story. Yeah. they're playing and they could get a chance to get in the final. We're just so stoked. Stoked. Well, we're competing and we're... <laughs> Wonderful story. Definitely. See, back in the day, uh, I mean, players used to go to the bush. They loved the bush um, when they'd uh, finished playing in the Sydney Premiership. Uh, They would go back and usually take over a pub, manage a pub. Yeah. And captain coach. Yeah. You know, uh, so the pub provided a bit of a living. Yeah. Well, an excellent living. Yeah, and the yeah. football provided a Provided continuity. Continuity. Yes, with, and, and the and community. Hobby and all of that, answer to all, all of those things, yes. We're just so stoked that we're competing and we're definitely exceeding expectations. This is yeah. Douglas talking. Is Luke Douglas uh, managing a pub as well? As she? He is doesn't Luke? say that. but he may, may, may say he is. Im- <laughs> <laughs> implied is that he's pulling beers. Pulling beers, yeah. Now. We're happy with the numbers and how we're competing in all grades and the crowds are starting to come as well. Isn't that great? Crowds. Crowds. Some older fans that haven't been there for years have started to come back and watch. Every week you're seeing someone new poke their head in. Oh, what a story. I know. Well, see, that'll be the pub, you know, people go into the bar and, oh, aren't you Luke Douglas? Yeah. Yeah, what are you doing here? I'm Captain Coach. Uh, The rugby league. Yeah. Can I play? Can I play? Yeah. Go on in, blokes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. Suddenly the bar's full. Yeah. Spilling out out yeah. onto the street. Everyone yeah. talking rugby league. Police are coming. Everyone talking Luke Douglas. Cops are here. Cops want to get involved. What, there's rugby league back? Can Police want to get involved. I'll yeah. run the line. Yeah. You know? 
Do you need the jumping castle blown up? Yeah, we'll do it. Yeah, good. I'll send down a Sarge. Sarge, could you do the jumping castle? And what about the pie warmer? It's already on. It just happens. Now, while it might seem like a dramatic makeover, Douglas said there'd be no magic formula. No. This is what you're describing. Yeah. The club executive, which includes a string of dedicated volunteers, including uh, Chris, his father, Chris. Right. Uh, compliments the former Scotland international star power with some good old-fashioned hard work trying to convince local juniors to return to the club. Right. But this isn't the only a story like this. Right. Um, we just want to get uh, the club back to feeling a good club mm. and having, you know, the, the sort of club we enjoyed as kids and teenagers. Or we, when, we, when we were young, all we wanted to do was grow up and become magpies. Yeah. Meaning, you know, that's the local name for the club. Right. Now, up casino, up in casino, Ryan Walker, brother of South's Sydney superstar Cody, who himself played three NRL games in Penrith, is in, on a similar mission to revive these junior club, the Casino Cougars. The Cougars. After it failed to field an A-grade side last year. Yeah, what's happening this year? Have they got a first-grade side up? I haven't got enough information. Let's say they have. Yes. The Cougars are back. They are. Someone suggesting Terry Campisi has been captain coach of the Queen Queen Bean Blues for years. Oh, that could easily be the case. Great success story. Yeah. Now, in Lismore, former Titan and Bronco and PNG skipper David Mead returned to his junior club, Maris Brothers, this season after the Rams were severely affected by last year's devastating floods. Right. And although he's not a local junior, former Dally M medal winner, wait for it, big name, Todd Carney. Todd Carney, yes has lined up with the Byron Bay Red Devils for the past five years, oh, spending the last yeah. four as, wait for it, captain coach. Captain coach. And playing a key role in mentoring young halves. That's brilliant. I know. And how are the Red Devils going, HG? They're going pretty well, aren't they? I can't help Let's you. Let's say they are. <laughs> <laughs> After yep. two years ago hearing the hometown club, the Mullumbimby Giants. The Giants, were yeah. Were struggling for members. Nelson... This is Cody Nelson, mm-hmm. uh, flew in from work, commitments in Sydney and Melbourne, just to play on the weekends. He's a fly-in, fly-out oh, player. Oh, that's a brilliant story. There's your final button. There it is, 7.30. That 7:30. ties your story together. <laughs> Before eventually taking on the captain coach role when he moved back to the area. So he's a fly-in, fly-out captain coach. He sort of began Cody that. Nelson. Yeah, but he's now moved back to the area. So Brilliant. he's got a taste for it, flying in and flying out. Yeah, and who's your captain coach of HG? You this is the Giants. The, the Giants, Giants. Mullen Bimby Giants. How are they going? Well, they're terrific. Terrific. Oh, and Billy Mimieri's going through the roof. As a result. That's now. a great story. I don't suppose he's managing the pub. Uh, not well, yet. Well, he is. <laughs> I wanted to do something and what else to do than either put your name down and get some kids to come back and play footy. When I first came back to Mullum, my first goal was to set the teams back on the paddock. We're, we're there now and hopefully it keeps moving forward so I can finally hang on my boots and watch these kids play and have a couple of beers. <laughs> I mean, it's a great story. Great story. And what went along with this, and I can't do this justice because we simply don't have time, yeah. is a list of all the players, the Bush Bashers, the NRL stars who are given back. Oh. It's just a great list, you know, names that I'm not familiar with. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Gray. Aaron, where's Aaron? He's with the Dapto Canaries. He's, he's, how are they going? They're great. Through so the I, roof. <laughs> and he's... People queuing up to be a canary. They are. Tweet, tweet. Now, 
Brad Tangerangi, yeah. former Rooster Titans and Hills player, yeah. joined the Dapto Canaries this year, so they've got a solid Oh, man, they've got two superstars. They have. Luke Walsh, former Newcastle and Penrith halfback, won yeah. the competition with West and spent two seasons at Central Newcastle before returning to the Rosellas. The Rosellas? Yeah. How are they going? <laughs> Through the roof. <laughs> what a story. And then Bryson Goodwin, the 37-year-old, moved to the Southern Highlands where he has all-round class for the Mittagong Lions as him as a re- leading point scorer. Really? Is Bryson the Lions? Goodwin, the Lions in Mittagong. Wow. And that's a beautiful ground where they play. It you is. can park and honk their home and they go oh, through a try. Wonderful, wonderful. Is he managing the pub? Oh, well, he is. Of course he is. Yeah, it's going through the roof. The Church of Rugby League Hill Climb is on again. Mount Oosley has again put its hand up. November. Vehicles under 300 horsepower are again unwelcome. Search Rugby League, yes, and follow the links to Bludging on the Blind Side. Uh, Roy, one big story emerging this week is that uh, Freddie, that's our State of Origin coach in New South Wales, has been asked to present a report on the Blues origin campaign, described here as cataclysmic. Right. I think that's going a bit too far with your language. Yeah. Disappointing. Well, it was a loss, wasn't it? <laughs> that's loss. right. Yeah. Uh, he's going to present it to the board of uh, New South Wales Rugby League right. by the end of the month. Now, there was a big meeting between uh, Queensland Rugby League and New South Wales Rugby League, oh, the yeah. icon-trodden summit, uh, which didn't get much um, publicity. publicity because yeah. of the problem of the war with the pay deal, the oh, yeah. Rugby League Players yeah, Association yeah. and uh, yeah. Man of Feathers, took over yeah. that oxygen, mm. if I can put it that way. Anyway, the uh, this is part of the, uh, what okay, the fallout from the Origin series still going on. Mm. That Once they get the report, the board will then have a review of its own in yeah. the middle of next month yeah. before the decision is on Fittler's future is reached. Right. Now, <clears throat> Fittler has won three of his six series in charge of Queen's, uh, you know, in charge of the well, this doesn't make any sense, but uh, yeah. he means New South Wales. Mm. But there have been calls for a change following this year's loss. Right. The Blues were saved from a clean sweep when they won the final game of, uh, out at the Grand Old Girl, mm. a night when everybody rose as one in their blue wigs because Freddie brought them home. The game that may have provided Fittler with the template for how he can turn his job around, and that was involved Ivan Cleary yeah. as coach, mm. basically, and all he did was sit there and ask the, answer the media questions. Yeah. Fiddle will go, go a long way towards saving his job if he can convince Cleary or somebody of his ilk to help him out on Origin Nights. The New South Wales board is expected to look at Fiddler's staff as part of the review of the series loss. Where do you stand on this, Roy, and have you had any input into this report that Freddie will be presenting? I, I haven't. No, nobody's approached me about it, but that doesn't surprise me. They never do. No, no. They never do. Uh, look, it's... It, it, an admission of personal failure in a way for Freddie, isn't it? I mean, what Freddie is saying essentially is that I need a real coach in the box with me. No, that's how I saw it. You know, I can't imagine, you know, Billy Slater turning up to the QRL and saying, uh, well, give me a real coach to sit with me and I think we might be able to push on and win. You know, all I've got is, you know, silly old Cam and what have you. Cronk. Cronky. Um but that's enough for them, isn't it? Yeah, they're happy they, with they don't need they don't need a working NRL coach, premiership winning coach in their corner, guiding them, holding their hand, telling them what to do. 
and that's what Freddie is basically putting his hand up and admitting to. I know. Well, I think that's a very sad day. I know, for New South Wales for rugby league. For New South Wales rugby league. <laughs> yeah. Can I point out that... Because I, what if Cleary says, oh, no, oh, I think I'll say hi tonight, Freddie. Yeah. Well, then he's buggered. I know. But wait We're back to bloody tours. Freddie not knowing what to do. Now... Can I Send Nico Hines out now. What, there's only a minute left, Fred. Oh, well, is that right? You know, well, I mean, it's hopeless. I tell you who wouldn't look out of place in Freddie's uh, corner, Kevy. Kevy Walters? Mm. What, to coach the Blues? Mm. Wow. That's, well, Freddie that's, does, <clears throat> Freddie does the you know, oh, publicity. Oh, Kevy sits up behind yeah, him. Kevy says, you know, bring on Nico with about... 30 minutes to go, will you, Freddie? Yeah, right. Yeah, sure, okay. All Thanks, right. Kevy, for that. I hadn't thought of that. No. Now go, on you go. Okay. Oh, well, if you think Kevy's open for that, but my understanding is that Kevy's not very good, and if it wasn't for Adam Reynolds, you know, the Broncos would be That's exactly in the, the dustbin of history. That's the point. I think you've got to get Adam Reynolds, who is a blue, yeah. back in the box with Freddie. Well, Freddie could argue that. Look, mm. I've got a plan here. It worked with Nathan Cleary. Now I want to. I'm, I'm hoping Adam Reynolds will come and sit in the box with me and tell me what to do. Oh, that's a great idea, Fred. You've got the job. <laughs> Get the right result every time you book in for an HIA appointment. Use the system that keeps the Bludge team on the park. That's the do-it-yourself HIA test with the results confirmed by the quack who knows a bang to the head, Dr Comatose Verstappen. Just ring the hotline on Bludging on the Blind Side. And you're listening to Bludging on the Blind Side and uh, one of our heroes, especially when it comes to America and trips to America, of course, is Matthew Lodge. Oh, yes. Who pioneered rugby league in New York <clears throat> some years ago. Yep. Uh, now he uh, he's had season-ending surgery to his knee, mm. and uh, he uh, I think it was in his first hit out with Manly, his yeah. new club against the Roosters. That's right, where he went down with that. Yeah. And uh, God, he looked at home though he with did. The, the with the Seagulls. with the maroon and oh, did. warm old written on him and yeah. all that sort of he stuff. He did. He did. Now he said uh, after this is a quote, and he put this up. Uh, it's an emotional post, and I make no apology for you know. Passing it on to you, yeah. uh, blindsiders. You know, after riding the rugby league roller coaster, as us players call it, beautiful opening. Riding the rugby league roller coaster, as, as us, our players as call us it. As us players call it. Wow, I didn't know that. I've come to the conclusion that I'm all in. I'm all in. Yeah, I love it. I love the game. Yep. The mateship. That's so refreshing to hear. From a player, from who's a player with yeah. an ACL out. Yep. You know. But who's ridden the roller coaster yeah. for so long? Yeah. And for some reason, I love the challenge to uh, to prove people wrong. Yep. I feel that I've hit just hit my ceiling. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, I haven't hit my ceiling just yet. Right. And the best is yet to come. Good. These injuries used to feel like the end of the world, but at one stage last year, I think my whole Roosters forward pack had previous ACL surgery. Oh, wow. Isn't that amazing? Amazing. So yep. that's six roosters. So he knows there's a future after ACL work. Yep. Correct. So if you're a young fella yep. who's done one, yep. don't do I fear, see, don't panic. Exactly. So, so I see a, who's so upset all the time, you'll be okay. You'll be okay. Well, see, that's great for the other players to hear. I know. Someone on the ro- crazy roller coaster that is rugby league <laughs> telling them that there is a future, you know. Exactly. For, and- I often say to players, for every down there's an up. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, for every try, there's a hit yeah, high. Yeah, yeah, 
I'm wondering, actually, with Las Vegas, we were rightly discussing a moment ago whether it's open carry in, uh, in Las uh, Vegas. In Vegas. Yeah, for weaponry, because it would be terrific for the players. To run on. To run on with a six-shooter strapped to the side, wouldn't which, it? Which they put on the sideline. Which line they put on the sideline. Once the referee says, play ball. Guns out, thing. guns off, boys. <laughs> Something like that. But it'd be good to see them walking around in there fully kitted out with a dedicated manly Broncos, oh. a Broncos weapon. Hardware. 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 Heat, yeah. yeah. Um, do you think they've thought all these no, angles? I, I'm sure they haven't thought of these angles at no. all. But there's so much that could be done. You know, if they realise that, uh, you know, the manly, they're all good shots. You know, word, word spreads. Yes. Word spreads. Have you seen those guys? They look great. Seen their weapons? They're good shots. That's something you know, Donald Trump Jr. could be very... Button into... Yeah, sure. Um, <clears throat> you know... Uh, Give him something to just work with. Yeah. Because he probably wasn't know much about rugby league, but if you, you know, give him a couple of bullet points, you know, they love carrying guns, they're good shots. Yeah. That'll do him. No pun intended. Why I love rugby league. Uh, yeah. Trump ballers we can't. <laughs> now... I can't get the election cycle, but they'd be right into their primary season over they here. Would. I've got to be. Yeah, they would. I've be. got to be say I don't know very little about this, yeah. but that yeah. could be a an angle that it could the Landis could exploit. Yes, you know, maybe yeah. get some sort of voter registration going at the oh, game. And, great idea. You know, obviously political speeches beforehand. Yes, you know, and maybe rugby league's got to pick a side. Or how about? The Seagulls become, say, Democrat. Yes. And I've forgotten who they're playing, but let's say the Rabbits yeah. are oh, Republican. Oh, the ra- Rabbits are Republican. Okay. Yeah, now, sure. They get, get plenty of commentators. They would get a lot. Yes. And yeah. somehow play for votes. Hey. So, you know, obviously the, let's yeah. say the Vegas people, I don't know, the Electoral Commission in Vegas could be bought, I'm sure. Yeah. And, uh, sure. So they could take the votes yes. from the winning side of, you know, let's say it was yeah. 30 to 4. So 30 votes for, let's say, the Republican, four for the Democrats. I mean, it's got it's got America written all it over it. It has, hasn't it? It has. Well, that, that would add another level of interest, especially the press conferences, you know, after the match. <laughs> now, do you think there are any implications for the election with this result? Oh, I hadn't thought of that, but maybe. <laughs> Lead the children to rugby league and watch them prosper. Tell them of rugby league and let them dream. Our children of a future of the greatest game of all. Remember, Shook was a child once. So was Cam. So was Wally. Backdoor Benny. Dishhead. Sticky. Gus. Rabs. They were all kids once. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Uh, Now, Roy, you reminded me that uh, Channel 7 have bitten the bullet and decided to bring back Talking Footy. And I wanted to, to, I'm not sure when the first step will be. The listeners will know, and so if you could text us in. Yeah. Can't be far away, but it looks like the original style of talking footy. Isn't that you know, great? People sitting there just talking footy. I used and, to love it when it was just uh, Bruce, might have been Bruce and Mike Sheehan. Bruce and Mike Sheehan, yes, two of the greats. Yeah, two of the greats. Just, yeah, they, just so sitting on a lounge, talking footy. Now, can I ask, 
You see, one of the things that's bobbed up this week is how the Sydney Swans mm. should give the retired champ, you know, Lance Franklin, whether they should give him a send-off in oh, front yeah. of a crowd. Does Buddy want a send-off? Well, he that's a very a good shy question. sort of bloke. He yeah. is. He's got plenty of things to do apart yeah. from playing football. Yeah. Uh, so the Swans will leave it to Buddy to decide whether he wishes to have his farewell at the SCG where the Swans are scheduled to play Melbourne yeah. on the final day of the home and away season. So that's about a fortnight away. Yeah. Now, they'll get a quite a good crowd for that because, oh, they would. you know, I'm not sure exactly whether the Swans could make the eight if they beat Melbourne. Mm. I mean, results would have to go their way. But I think people would just like to say goodbye to Buddy, wouldn't they? Exactly. Exactly. Now, Talking Footy could tease this out and say, why just, why not take it somewhere else apart from the SCG? Yeah. Why yeah. hook it on to a game? Sure. Uh, Franklin obviously wouldn't play, but he could give a motorcade. Uh, oh, drive around. Yeah, that would be lovely. It would. And maybe he could sit in the back of a ute. Yeah. And uh, yeah. the ute could somehow be borrowed and, uh, sure. you know, put in one of those wooden chairs. And yeah, He'd easy. wave and, yeah. you know, be buddy. Yeah, he'd be great. It'd be great. Yeah. And I'm just wondering what other topics, you know, obviously the Oh, idea, the talking footy. Yeah, they, they could talk about the Well, idea. they could talk about, uh, you, you know, uh, the ball going out of bounds yeah, and, the, and, still, and, and still being in play. Yeah, no. I, which would be the controversy for this. Well, you could spend 20 minutes on that. Oh, 20 minutes? You know, and 20 is it, episodes? Who's, who's responsible here? Is it the boundary umpire? Is it the central umpire? I mean, who's ultimately responsible here? There has been recently some... Uh, blurring of where the boundary line is in the field of play. This would be my observation. Yeah. And now it's got wildly out of you control. You seem to be able to hold the ball over the line outside. Yeah, and still be in play. And still be in play. Yeah, well, I, I find that. I find weird. that baffling. Yeah, I don't know why that hadn't been pulled up. Yeah. I mean, the. Well, it's, it's never been pulled up, in my view. Well, the, the, no, I, I can't be honest. I can't, recall, no, I, can't, I can't remember. And sometimes it as we call it in football, bubbles over the line yeah. and it's pulled back into play. It's pulled play. back, that's right. Yeah, Even though it's, it's gone the, out, and the, yeah, that's you right. sort of suspend disbelief. Oh, it didn't go out. Yes, it did. Didn't. Yeah, think, yeah, watch it. I'm kicking the goal now. Yeah. Yeah, too late. Now, it's, it's just weird. But what I, what I think is great, actually, for, for so long now, I mean, talking footy gave what, what we call analysis. And gravitas. And gravitas, To yeah. ideas. And for many, many years now... AFL coverage or the support programs have just been what I call funny shows. Yes. You know, After let's have let's have a laugh. Yeah, yeah. Well, people don't want to laugh at footy anymore. No. People want analysis. Yeah, they want to and, and if you look at the rugby league coverage, it's all analysis, isn't it? Uh, I mean, you, you, you've got analysis from, from Joey, from Freddie, from Billy, from uh, Gaz, Buzz. from Gal. From, Danny. From, from Danica. You know, it's it's all analysis, yeah. isn't it? There's there's no no levity or stupidity no. or tomfoolery. Do you think there is room for tomfoolery? I don't think we need tomfoolery with rugby league. Yeah, I think it's, too, it's a serious business now, and people want serious analysis mm-hmm. so they can sort out their betting, basically. Sorry. See yeah. if you're informed. Yes, no, I understand. Yeah, you know, but that. Billy reckons da da da. Yeah. You think, well, I might put my money on the Broncos. Billy said, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. I think that's the way. And I'm hoping Talk and Footy will do the same for the AFL. Because for your average AFL punter at the moment, it must be an absolute bloody nightmare. (laughs) Where do you get your analysis? Can I I ask, do you think they should review the play leading up to the goal being scored in the AFL? Now, I'm not sure where Rugby League draws the line here. I should know this. Yeah. Yeah. The, the try is looked at from a point mm. which isn't immediately... It's usually from the play the ball, the play of the ball prior to... Okay, play the ball yeah, prior to. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, 
And it won't judge on forward passes if you're talking about the bunker. No, no, no. I'm not talking about the bunker. I'm talking about the the playing the ball that leads up to the goal. To to, to the try, yeah. Or the goal in the AFL. Yeah. yeah. I I don't know about the AFL. I don't know how far they I reckon they they should introduce that because last night two goals were scored for the Cats, which appeared to fall foul. Oh, in the lead-up to them being kicked. Oh, there was a misdemeanour prior to that should have been this, called up. These are the out-of-bounds. Out well, see, that affects the game. That, that affects the, the market. I know, I know, I know. I, I mean, know. how many people missed out on a payout because of some idiot not blowing the whistle? Yeah, fair enough. And well, these, I mean, I don't know what we're doing. I don't flying. know whether. I mean, maybe you can go to Slater and Gordon yeah. or one of those terrific Legal firm. Legal firm. Who do that sort of work. Who do very, that very sort well. of work. Best yeah. in the world we are. Best in the world. Yeah, it's suing people. Yes. Now. I was robbed. I should have won, did I, because the bloody mistake, you know, it was out of bounds. Yeah. Well, you'd have to argue that in court. Yeah. And especially if you're doing pick the pick the margins, pick the, margins. Pick the scores. Yes, yes. I mean, there's millions of dollars changing hands. Class on action. You could or easily class get a class action. action. <laughs> There'd be thousands of people yeah, who were dudded. Those yes. decisions you're talking about last right. night's game. Now, Makes my blood boil because I see decent, hard-working Aussies missing out on what the fatter wallet they deserve. And what do they see when they look in the mirror? Loser. Yeah, that's what worries me. Because I didn't go to court. Yeah. Well, or because some idiot. Some idiot didn't blow a whistle. And what do you think the crowd's going to do? The crowd's going to have to Pitchforks. Turn up exactly. with pitchforks. We need head in the bags for we all do. our fellow bumpires. We do. Which is a very sober message for Las Vegas because we don't want the crowds coming fully armed. <laughs> What because if they don't understand a 40-20... They're in trouble. They're in trouble. Wow. God, the, yeah, I know. I you know. know what I mean? There's a lot to be learned, isn't there, with uh, oh, this trip to Vegas. I mean, I'm not sure how they're going to control that. And then, of course, they involve police. Well, police yeah. won't come and say what's Well, happening? police aren't going to come and take people's weapons off them. They're not. You going to the rugby league? I'm fully armed. Yeah, all right, in you go. <laughs> is that a pitchfork? Do you know what a 40-20 is? Why? Yeah. <laughs> now... Know. Look, I hope Talking Footy can sort out some of these problems because yeah. I think that... Who's, who's in it? Is Bruce back? Is Mike Sheehan back? I'm not sure. I don't think they are. I think it's a new team. A fresh Nick Rewalt. They were going to talk, They're try and bring back Re- from America. Nick Rewalt's coming back. Well, he's great. He is great and he knows. But can I point out they need to have some brief that allows them to criticise what's going on yeah. at the moment because... I saw poor old Scott Pendlebury, the, the ex-captain of the, the Collingwood team, yeah. struggling not to... Fall foul of the AFL, you know, you can't oh. knock umpires' rules. Oh. Found that very disturbing when he obviously said as much as he could. Right. Which is the umpire's so made you mistake. So you want uh, talking footy to be an island of free speech? Or comment. Or comment. Serious comment. Yeah. You know, so if you want to bag idiots, you're allowed to yeah, with enough. impunity. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what that's, rugby league, that's where that's, rugby league's ahead. You can bag anyone. <laughs> That's a brief. You want to bag idiots with impunity. That's it. Fair enough. And on that cheerful note, we'll have to stop. All the best for the Matildas at 5 o'clock tonight, right across Australia. I don't think anything else will be happening, uh, but the Bludge will be back next week. Remember the podcast. It'll be there before the Matildas start, so uh, get the two hours you've just missed of your life back. Bye now. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.